We continue now with Mishnah Zayin, where we were, yesterday we were up to the sugya of gratitude. And we spoke about how a person that has gratitude recognizes all the good in his life. That was yesterday. Today we move on to a totally different Mishnah Moish, where this Mishnah tells us a very interesting sequence of events, which I would like to explain why this is practical for our lives. Mishnah says like this, Mishnah Zayin. There were seven specific uh, miracles that happened for our ancestors in the Beis HaMikdash. Number one, it's interesting how, by the way, the Mishnah goes through the specific details on each and every one of those miracles, and we have to understand why. We could say, before we even start them, that it's all about the details. And as we said yesterday, and that was yesterday's Mishnah, maybe following yesterday's Mishnah with the new Mishnah today, is coming off the idea of gratitude. It's very much the idea of recognizing the small things that we have in our lives. So now the next Mishnah goes on to explain, well, let's look at the Nisim that happened to Beis Hamidosh. Let's focus on the small little details that the Rabbani Shem does for us. And through that, we have gratitude. Okay? So... That could be an idea why the Mishnah goes through in such detail what they are. So let's go through the ten miracles that happened in the Beis Hamikdash, which we hope Beis Hashem later today to see the Beis Hamikdash. It's going to come down. We're going to be here here in Eretz Yisrael, Yerushalayim, Eretz It's going to be amazing. But we have to know what those miracles are. Number one, you listening? That means the smell. Of the carbonos, which most of them were flesh, were meat. A woman never miscarried because of that. Number two. Also amazing that the meat, the flesh from the carbonos, never got spoiled. Now sometimes it was out for a few days. It was boiling hot, but it never spoiled. It was always fresh. That's amazing. There was never a fly in the area where they slaughtered, where they did shkita. Now, I don't know if any of you have been to a shlacht house, you've been to a slaughterhouse, or if you've been around when they do kaporis and they shakht, there's flies all over the place, right? When you've got blood and everything, flies everywhere. The miracle of the Beis HaMikdosh, one of them, no flies, even though the greatest slaughterhouse in the world. It's amazing, blood everywhere. According to one opinion, the Kahanim used to walk in the, in the Beis HaMikdosh with like blood to their ankles. But there, no flies. That's a huge miracle. Also, something if you've learned the Sechtas Yuma, the Mishnayas and Yom Kippurim, go through how careful the Kohen Godel has to be not to contaminate himself, to become Tommy to carry. And a miracle happened that never happened ever on Yom Kippurim that he actually had carry. This is also amazing. There were fires on the Mizbeach. Okay, the Atzam And... There was rain, and it was outdoors. So sometimes the rain would come down, but it would never extinguish the fire that was on the Mizbeach. As well, there was, in the Beis Hamidosh, you've seen from the color pictures, I'm sure, there was like a column of smoke. Now, when it was windy, you would have expected the column of smoke to be a bit wavy, or even you know, to go all over the place, you don't even see it. But no, the column of smoke always went up. Can you imagine, it's the Beis Hamidosh? There was never a psul ever with the carbon oimer, with the shteh lechem and the lechem upon him. That's what we're going to discuss. 
Umishtachabim Revachim. This is amazing. We're all familiar with this. That in the Beis Amigdosh, which Beis HaShem, we hope later on to be there, that when they stood there, they were squashed. It was mamish, it was like a squish. They stood there, but they managed, but it was like, just about had space. All of a sudden, Vanachnu Kairim, everybody bows down. But not bowing down like we bow down on Yom Kippur, where we just sort of put our feet together, and we bow down, and we sort of like, our little Dalad Amas. It was a complete Yishtachaveh. Yishtachaveh means hands and legs completely spread out. And yet, there was space for everyone. Amazing. When they were standing, they were like this. But when they had to bow down, they could do this. And there was space for everything. That was an amazing naze that they all witnessed with their own eyes. We'll talk about it. A snake or a scorpion never harmed anyone in Yerushalayim. There were many people, hundreds of thousands, that were going up the Oyle Regal, that were going up to the Beis HaMikdosh at the time of Shavuos, Sukkot, and Pesach. People all over the place. Where were people going to stay? Where was the space for the hundreds of thousands of people in Yerushalayim? As it is, people have problems. Where am I going to stay? Real estate, things and that. It's, it's crazy. What do you think they did then? Chazal tell us, and this happened. No one ever said, I've got nowhere to stay. I don't know where to go. No such thing. It was enough for everyone. And it, it's just amazing. It's mind-boggling. When you read the Mishnah, and you see these were the ten Nesim in the Beis HaMikdash. Now, I, I want to discuss a very important Nakuda. Before we do that, why? Why is the Mishnah, the Perky which is, for those of you that have been with us from the beginning of this Perek, we discussed in the introduction, Perky is called what? Ethicals. It's, it's the ethics of our fathers. Now, what's ethical about this? It's miracles that Hashem did. What, what, what's ethical? What's it going to do with our lives? What can we take away from this Mishnah and say, we are going to become a better person. We're going to improve on ourselves. From, from this, it's very nice. Hashem can do miracles. Hashem does many miracles. He did the miracles. They may say English. No big deal. What's it going to do with us? So, the Tzveris Yisrael and others Mephoshim on the Mishnahis explain that even though, Be'etzem, you would have said that these miracles were not for us. We didn't need these miracles. Most of these miracles were not for us. They were for Kahanim or the Levim. There were the people in the Beis HaMikdash. With the people going up to Yerushalayim, I know Shaykhs to these miracles, right? Zuk the Tiferes Yisrael. If the Seder Hadvarim, if the routine would have been disrupted in the Beis HaMikdash, it would have caused a disruption for ourselves and for our lives, and therefore, we would have been upset. And therefore, ultimately, says the Tiferes Yisrael, it was for our forefathers. But there's something more than that, Rabbi Say. And that's what I want to mention today. I think there's a very crucial part of this Mishnah, which I think we can learn from our own lives. And that is like this. We have to understand, why does Hashem do a nace? What's the pshat why Hashem does a nace? Here we have 10 nisim in the Beis HaMikdash. Again, whether they were for us or not for us is a different shmooze. We just mentioned the Tiferes Yisrael. But why does Hashem do a nace to begin with? Why do we need such a nace? So one specific thing that I want to mention. Okay, maybe I'll, I'll say one as Agdama and one we'll go into. And the Kedushas Levi, Rabbi Levi Yitzchak Obadichev, says a modiki yisoit on why sometimes miracles that are within nature are perhaps superior to those that suspend the laws of nature. And he says, for example, excuse me, the Gemara says, in Mesetas Megillah, Mavatlin Talmud Torah Lishmoya Mikra Megillah. What does that mean? When it comes to Purim, close the Gemara, 
Come and listen to the Megillah. Now, I have a kasha. The Gemara needs to tell me to stop learning to go, to go read the Megillah. The Gemara does not tell me, stop learning and eat matzah. Stop learning and shake lulav. Why does it tell me, stop learning and listen to the Megillah? But subject, every mitzvah needs to stop learning and do the mitzvah. That's what we do mitzvahs for. The Gemara in Kedushin, that memo base tells us what? Talmud, maybe the day matzah. The reason that we're learning is in order to perform the mitzvahs. So of course, sometimes I have to close the Gemara and do the mitzvah. That's a normal thing to do, right? What does it mean when the Gemara says, close the Gemara to go listen to the Megillah? Explain all the Mephoshim, explain it before Purim as well, if you remember. What is the Megillah? The Megillah was one big, huge nace. From beginning to end. Hashkacha protest on the highest level. A nace after nace. Hashem's name is not even mentioned in the Megillah. And the most incredible things happen over there. Chazal are telling us, and that's what the Balshentov is saying, the Kedushas Levi says the same thing as well. And that's what we have to learn to recognize that even that which we see in the world as nature is a nace. Says the Balshemtov. He was once with his Talmidim. And the Balshemtov HaKodesh was giving a schmooze to the Oilam. His Talmidim were there sitting around the Heilige Rebbe, the Heilige Balshemtov. And a leaf came off, they were under a tree into the shade. A leaf came off from the tree and slowly, slowly settled on the grass beneath. So the Heilige Balshemtov HaKodesh to the Talmidim. Look at that leaf. That leaf had a specific purpose because the blades of grass underneath it were complaining that they're very hot. They needed shade. The shade of the tree wasn't enough. So the leaf, preordained, came down and to give shade to those blades of grass. Meaning, said the Heilige Baal Shem Tov, everything that happens in our lives may look natural. May look like it just happened. But nothing just happens. Everything is with a purpose. Everything is with a plan. Everything is Bashkach protest. Everything comes from Hashem. In fact, we normally, during the summers, man, we haven't done it this year, but in, in previous years we've done it, where we did a series on Ashkocha Pratis. And I always started the idea by saying that even though many kids, many guys remember when they were in school, maybe in fifth grade, sixth grade, whatever, oh, we did Ashkocha Pratis notebook, we totally spoke about Ashkocha Pratis stories, the Gedolim say that one of the greatest ways a person can recognize the Rabboni Shalom in his life is by seeing Ashkocha Pratis in his life. And I used to ask the Olam, those of the guys that were here for a couple of years, remember last year, the year before, I asked the Olam to send me in their stories. They don't have to be crazy. I'll give you an example of a guy sending a story. And you might look at it and say, oh, big deal, but that's Hashkoch HaPartis. A guy went to Shefa. He needed something from Shefa more, right? He went lunchtime, he went to Shefa to buy something. He met a guy there. A guy he hasn't seen in a while. Married guy. The guy, married guy said to him, Tommy, son, do you need a meal Friday night? He's like, actually, I do need a meal this Friday night. So, okay, beautiful. So I'm about to do Friday night. It's beautiful. That is Hashkocha Protest. I met someone, he gave me a meal. Hashkocha Protest. Doesn't have to be this earth-shattering, incredible story that like, you know, wow, the whole world goes crazy and it becomes one of those viral clips. It can be a simple thing. But once we start to recognize Hashkocha Protest in our lives, that Hashem does everything for us and everything that happens to us and everywhere we go and everywhere we meet and every, everything is Hashkocha Protest. Every single thing. Then we start to recognize Hashem in our lives. So we're not officially launching the project now. But I will tell the Olam, if you do have a good Hashkocha Protest story, we used to read it out in Sheh. Sunday mornings, by the way, were Hashkocha Protest. We used to read out emails of all the Hashkocha Protest stories that people sent me. So if you have an email, if you have a text, whatever it is, just send me a message and I'll read it out for the Olam. But that's not what I wanted to discuss. I want to discuss like this. Okay, listen, Catherine, I've said this is a beautiful story based on this Mishnah. Okay? There is a Pasuk in Vayikra Peret Ches Pasuk Dalit. That when HaKadosh Baruch Hu is commanding Moshe Rabbeinu, bring everyone 
to the oil mohiz. Look, Rashi. Ze'echot minamakoimois shehichzik muat eshameruba. Says Rashi, this is the, one of the places where, where a small place had the capacity to hold within it a huge amount. Okay? And the question is why? Why does it have to be that in the base of Migdosh, how did it work? When we were standing, we were like this, as we said, explanation of the Mishnah. But when you bow down, place for everyone. Okay? And the Mai, the Yisoyed is like this. When there's Achtos in Klalisol, when Klalisol are together, when Klalisol are one unit, there's space for everyone. Then nobody feels squashed, nobody feels tight, everybody feels that there's space for somebody else because he's made himself into part of the Klal. But the moment there's no Achtos, and everyone feels that they're their own person, and it's about me, my life, what I need, what I want, what I want to do, where I want to go, what music I want to listen to, v'chole, v'chole. There's no space for anybody else. And by the way, I'm going to do this to you guys again. Yesterday, we mentioned that even though the guys asked for a Shurman marriage, which we're going to get to, it seems Bahashkacha Pratis that the mission that we deal with has been talking about marriage. Yesterday, we spoke one of the greatest lessons of marriage is Hakoris HaToyv, gratitude which we have to learn to integrate into our lives and into our marriages and all relationships for that matter. Today, we're having another marriage lesson. It's in the form of Perky Ovis, and what's that? Greatest lesson in the world, what's that? It's not all about you. When there's achtos, when you think of somebody else, when you care about somebody else, when somebody else bothers you, in the sense that I want to help him, I want to give him. It bothers me that he hasn't got it. It bothers me that he wants this. I want to be with him. I want to help him. And you, and you make yourself into a smaller being, you've made room for others. And that's the truth in a marriage as well. Truth in a marriage is you're not swallowing somebody else up. You're not, you're not becoming, you know, you're the man, she's the wife, you're swallowing her up into your life. No. You're just squash, you're not, not squashing, you're minimizing yourself and your needs to enable to take on somebody else. And that's what marriage is. And that's a great lesson for marriage. And that's what's going on over here. What's going on over here is amazing. What's going on over here in the base of Migdash is there was so much achtas in Klal Yisrael. There was so much, you know, caring for others that it was incredible. Chazal tell us, G'morin Sanhedrin, Davchof, Six Talmidim were covered with one talis for Oiskin Batoira. That, what does that mean? That means, says the Moorva Shemesh, a beautiful Pshat in Shiva Shirim. He says that when there's achtas in Klal Yisrael, you can take one blanket. That's what happened in the Holocaust when they were in the bunkhouses and many of us were there in the bunkhouses in Auschwitz and Majdanek and we saw like, how do you get so many people on one bench? I think if I remember correctly, six guys even got onto one of the, like it squashed. But they didn't feel that way because they were caring for others and sometimes they just shared one blanket. In this Mishnah, an amazing thing, two things I want to bring up for this Mishnah. Number one, the reason that the Rabbani Shalom is showing us in this Mishnah all the different details of the Nisim is number one, based on what we said yesterday, gratitude, look for the details. Look for the specific things that we have in our lives. Number two, everything's a miracle. We may not see it. We may not perceive it as a miracle, but it is a miracle. I said a few weeks ago in the Parsha that if you look at the insurance papers that they give out for like, you know, if you have a property, if you have a house, you have a factory, and you take out insurance, in the small writing, which most people don't actually, you know, read... It says, you're insured, except for what? A natural disaster. What's a natural disaster? A 
hurricane, earthquake, a volcano, whatever. And I remember hearing years ago from someone, that's a natural disaster, meaning the fact that the sun goes up and down, that's not natural, that's normal. But only when it comes to something crazy like a volcano or a tornado, then it's like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. One second, what about the fact that the sun goes up and down? Isn't that amazing? Yeah, but it happens all the time, so what's the big deal? Because we don't recognize what we have. So here the mission is giving us a list to focus, recognize, highlight what we have in our lives. And the other thing that I'm mentioning, specifically from the Oindin Sufufa, Mishtachim and Revachim, is that when they're able in the base Hamikdash to be tightly packed and compressed together, and when they were bowing down, they had space. It was because it wasn't about them. It wasn't about the, the individual, the I, 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 me, 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 me. It was about the collective Klalisol. Everyone together. We're in this together. We are all organs of one body. We're all members of Klalisol. We're all the Rabbi Shalom's children. He loves us like a Ben Yochid. He loves every single one of us like we are his only child that he waited 30 years. Can you imagine a parent waiting 30 years for their child? And they have one child. Do you know how much love they give to that child? That's how much we can only comprehend. But of course it's a lot more. Hashem loves us. We have to learn. It's not about us. It's not I, I, what I want, what I need, what I want to do, what I want to see, what I want to hear. No, it's not about us. It's about Klali Sol together. That's what this mission is telling us. When Klali Sol is plenty of space for everyone. Tomorrow we'll continue with the next mission.